Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi guys, we're back, and we got JoJo Janetti joining us once again. What's going on, JoJo? How you doing? What's well, good? Nothing much. Just hanging out. You know, I worked out earlier today, but it's time to relax. Joe, even this is the thing that makes me so mad about you. Even when you're supposed to be relaxing, like even after a fight, a fighter will take a couple days off. You're back in the gym immediately, man. Is that like something that you learned at AK? Is that something you've just been doing your whole life? That's just something I've been doing since I started fighting, or started training at least. I mean, there's the thing with MMA is like there really is no end game. Like, not just me, but like people are just getting better. Like, you can never learn all the moves. You can never be like the goat. Even the guys that think they're the goat in the sport right now aren't the goat. Like GSP said, there isn't one. So you can't. You're never really done getting better. You know, like other players, you can take other sports off. Like oh, I'll take Sunday off because you know I know how to throw a baseball and how to hit the ball. But like, you never stop getting better at fighting that it's 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 literally a Don Mattingly mindset and you train over at AKA for the people that don't know who Joe is he's been on the ultimate fighter we actually were trying to get uh Gunther on but you know I was trying to tell my girl like he lives out like on a farm in his car he loves it he's got 100 animals and I'm over here crying I got Joe I think last time we talked I think I had eight rats and that was crazy dude I got like 80 rats right now man really yeah dude it's, it's crazy and then Gunther was like yeah I got 100 animals to take care of but I'll still find time and I'm just like Dude, it's so impressive to do that and to train with, like, it's just, it's absolutely crazy how much you go through. But let me get back to it. Uh, you train over at AKA. You've, you've trained with DC. You've trained with Habib Nurmagomedov. Let's start right there. That's the juice. That's the prime rib right now to start this thing off. Habib, UFC 249. Tony Ferguson, supposed to go down, didn't. Were you excited? How did you feel going into this before it was called off? Did you think it was going to happen or... Uh, honestly, I thought it was going to happen because Dana seemed so confident about it. And then when they told Khabib that he should fly back to Russia because it's probably going to happen over there, I was even more confident because it's like, why would you tell one of your main event guys, like, hey, go over here if it's not going to happen? So I was like, yeah, this fight's definitely happening. You know, and then when Khabib was like, they have no idea where it's going to happen now, so there's no point in me flying around the world, you know, back to California to maybe go back to Russia. He, and he made the right choice. I mean, a lot of people were talking shit about him. But look, the fight didn't happen, so Khabib made the right choice. All these people want him flying to somewhere. They can't even tell him where to go. They want to fly to somewhere to maybe fight. And a lot of people that do talk shit, let me throw this out there, and you, you'll definitely relate because you see it day to day. Uh, the people that do talk shit will never be able to compete at the highest uh, level where these guys do. It's not worth it. I mean, we know we all want it. Like, Joe, you as a fan, take, your, take yourself out. Just be a Habib fan for a second. We all want to see it. We I want, want this fight. No, 100% yeah. want this fight. Like, so bad. But the, at, this, at the end of the day, if UFC even offered you, I know you would take it. You'd be like, I'll fill right in. Like, get me in there. You've been begging for it. But it, it, why, why did you think Khabib made that decision? Why do you think Tony 
uh, kind of repelled against it and was like, I'll still fight. What would you do uh, if you were Habib or Tony? So I think that they both made the right call. Um, so Tony, you know, he's in the U.S. And they didn't tell him, hey, you should go over to your home because it's in the U.S. Habib's home is in Russia, which he thought was closer to the venue. So that's where he went. Also, he's a father. He's got a wife. You know, he's a family man first. And I respect him for that. So I think it's easier for Tony to say, yeah, just fight, when his home is maybe a three- to five-hour flight away from the venue where Khabib's is a day and a half, you know? And, and the whole other thing is, like, we were a week away from this event. We still didn't even know, like, what was happening. The fight island apparently is real, which would be so sick if, you know, that, that does come and uh, we get to see some fights go down. I was even saying, let's do Dana White Susan Contender on Fight Island every Tuesday. You know, that would be pretty sick. What about it. Do you think it's real? Have you heard any, like, communication through uh, through the webs? I, I think it's real. Uh, I haven't heard anything else other than the, what everybody else hears. But, I mean, I think it's real. I don't think Dana would make something that big up. Um, but even if it's not, I think fights are going to start happening soon. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where, like, you know, if we can get a group of people together – with the commission, the staff of the UFC, and fighters safely pre-tested before the fights. We can get them all in one building, fight, get them out of the building. I think it can happen. Here, here's the other thing, though. You know what it's like. You've been in the octagon. You've you, you, you've been there in front of Bruce Buffer. You've been in the same room with DC and Dana. What you've been right there. It takes a lot of people, even if there's no one in the crowd, between the video production, between uh, the judges, between uh, the athletic commission... There's a lot of people there, and it's really dangerous. And Dana was like, you're safer with me uh, here than if you're going to Walmart or this and that. But I, I really believe it's the smart idea to hold this off for a little bit. Do you agree? Even though we're thirsty for it, we want it. Fighters want the money. This was the right idea, right? This was the safe route. It's smart. definitely the safer route. Um, I, think that, I think that you're right, and I think Dana's right. I mean, let's put it this way. You go to Walmart, and there's a couple hundred people there. How many of them have been tested? How many of them have actually been quarantined? You go fight at Dana White's Fight Island, you know Dana's going to go, you want to fight? Get tested. Your corner? Get tested. All my people? Get tested. So you know what's going on. But no, definitely postponing everything is the safer route. But, you know, never hurts to try and find a middle ground. Well, I, I love that you brought up that point because I'll go to before any of this happened. And I've even told my girl this. Like, I, dude, I get in fights at Walmart all the time with managers. That I'll, put my, I'll bring my dog with me, right? Uh, little dog you always hear barking in the background of my podcast. <laughs> Uh, I don't even think he's a dog. He's, he's a monster. But I'll put him in the carriage, and they'll freak out. Be like, "Oh no, you can't do that!" It's not... Like, do you guys even wash the carriages? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, how sanitary is it? Why is my dog dirtier than I? My dog's cleaner than I am, probably. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just so weird to see the way things are going. And now, like, if you go to Walmart, you can only allow fifty people in. It's just crazy. What are you seeing over in Massachusetts? With uh, you know, you can't go to the gym right now. Like, what are you seeing? with the fight lifestyle that you're living? What, what's changed for you? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is just South Shore. I mean, South Shore is not open right now, so, you know, I've kind of tried to create, like, a mini South Shore in my garage. <laughs> mini um, South Shore. You know, I kind of, I've been ordering a lot of stuff on Amazon, like food and stuff, trying to stay healthy. Um, and, you know, everywhere you do go, got to wear a mask. And, you know, a lot of the grocery stores are starting to put in arrows on the floor and making lanes one-way traffic, you know, so you can. So what sucks is I went food shopping the other day and I went down an aisle and I missed something in the aisle and I tried to turn around to go back to get it. And he's like, no, go to the end, walk around and start at the beginning. I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. That's so funny. That's like, yeah, 
That's it's like a fucking ant farm. You got to just keep going, keep going. You got to go all the way back around. Dude, That's it was crazy. So bad. I, I walked right by. I was probably like three feet from it, and I just turned around to reach. Lady's like, "Nope, one way. You got to go all the way down." I was like, "Come on." So what, what what's really going on with like uh, your area though? Do you see a lot of people out? Because like when I leave. I see a lot of people out and about, and now it's turning to, like, yesterday there was a fist fight in the middle of my road. People are getting drunk. They're getting crazy right now. What, what's, what's it like in your neighborhood or, or your area? If so you can my paint area, picture. it's pretty rural, so I think it's just a lot of people. It's I think I'm honestly seeing the brighter side to this whole thing as far as people that are stuck at home, and I hope it sticks when this is all over. I've talked to my girlfriend about it. I've seen a lot of people with their kids, with their dogs, with their family. Um, you know, there's some people that, like the other day I was in the town next door, I was in Whitman, and a bunch of people were at the park going for walks with their family and their dogs. That I'm not really cool with because it's like, that's not really distancing if there's 20 families going to the park. Um, but the couple families that walk down the street in my neighborhood, and it's just them and the other families 20 feet ahead or they're with their dog or whatever, you know, that's really cool to see. And then people, like, I met my neighbors. I just moved in here in November. I met my neighbors a couple weeks ago. She was outside with her kids. So it was really cool, like... It's just good habits that everybody's building that I hope we keep when this is all over. I'm so, oh man, Joe, I love you, man. Great, great uh, transition right now because now the notebook, the journalist's notebook comes out of things <laughs> I wanted to ask you. And one of them has to do with what you're talking about, eviction notice, bro. What, what's going on here? What's going on, Joe? What'd you so, do, Joe? So this was back in uh, October. I, you know, I, I, this is actually when I went to England. I got evicted right after oh, I invited Patty. Enough, dude, another one on the list that we got to talk about, bro. <laughs> so so this, could, this could put the nail in the coffin for the rest of, like, you came over here for a vacation. Perfect. The money that I was going to get from beating Patty was going to be my rent money. Oh, no. And not, and not, like, just my rent money, but, like, I was already evicted, and I was going to pay the guy back after already getting evicted. Oh, snap. This is crazy, man. Because so you took the fight I, on short notice for people that don't know. You took the fight on short yes. notice. Yes. Yes. And I missed weight. But I was trying to explain to him. I was like, dude, trust me. I'm not here for a vacation. I'm Italian. If I'm going on vacation, <laughs> I'm going to Italy. I'm not coming to England. Uh, but, like, I was trying to explain to him, like, I spent more money for a fight that didn't happen. You know, I overnighted my passport. I had to buy, like, the international adapters and shit, suitcase, all this stuff. I had to, to convert my money. I lost so much money going over there trying to make the fight happen. So, you know, when people are like, oh, you were just here for vacation. I'm like, dude, I just got kicked out of my apartment and have no money to my name and spent the last of my money to get over here and fight you. What are you talking about? Before I ask you another question, babe, how many times do I tell you I'm Italian? So this is what I'm thinking. And this is what the rest of the world is. I'm Italian. So this is what I'm thinking. How many times do I say that? Too, too many times, bro. So you just you just made my night. But that was a big conversation. I believe you did an exclusive interview with me about that situation. Patty was talking shit. And then you go back home and you're dealing with all that. Man, that must have been so frustrating because people think that fighters have money. And they saw you on the Ultimate Fighter uh, getting the quickest knockout in Ultimate Fighter history. And a matter of fact, guys, we were supposed to have John Gunther on, but I'm going to let him do his, do his thing. We'll talk to him another day. Um, did Dana ever give you that money? And it, it, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but that, that was something I really wanted to know uh, if he ever did send you that bonus. So I didn't get a bonus for submission of the season, but it was also one of those things that I don't think it's, it's not contracted. Like he didn't owe it to me. It was just one of those things where I think it was in the moment yeah. where I, I, I didn't mean to. I kind of put him on blast and was, like, asking for a bonus. But, you know, I just chose to do that in 17 seconds. Every season, every season somebody does that. 
Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Ramsey Nijum did it. I was like, that's, yes, was like, that's hey, what I was thinking. Guy. How about 10K, Dana? How about 10K? <laughs> yeah, just, just anything with a K at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, or it's like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Dana liked me. You know, we were cool. I remember, I don't even think they aired it, but, like, when so right before we left the, the gym in the house for the last time after the semifinal fights, they're bringing us in and we're facing off, and I faced off Trezano. Dana's standing in between us, and I go, sucks, man. Boss is on my side. He's from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. Like you're, yeah, 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 yeah. I see. What, I see exactly what you're saying. Because he's always, he's always representing. He's always representing yeah. that shit. And so Dana starts laughing, and like I saw Trezano kind of chuckle. He was like, "Shit, he got me there." Trezano so, you know, also so, trains in New York, though. Uh, so yeah, both y'all got the joke. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was funny. You know, it was one of those things that, like, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're not in UFC. Dana must hate you." Da da da. Every time I've had an interaction with Dana, it's been awesome. You know, he loved the the choke on Gunther. He loved my second fight with Alon. I met, I talked oh. to him twice before that. Uh, he thought the joke was funny at the end of the season. The only time I didn't talk to him was after the finale. And he, him and Shelby were the only two I wanted to talk to. I wanted to just face the music and be like, can we just pretend that didn't happen? That was awful. Because if you guys don't remember, Joe was caught in a, a situation where it was like, what do I do? I, like, ref, step in here. Which is something that we've seen other fighters do. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't think that was, was on you, but that must have been hard for you. So I see why you wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, it was such an experience. And since then, all you've been doing is try to get back in the UFC. Right now, you're currently on a two-fight win streak. What, what, what's go Before we talk about anything else... What, what's going on in your head? Because you were supposed to have a fight with Young, correct? Is that... No, I just beat Young. I was supposed oh, okay. to fight... Um, oh, my God. Well, I can't remember his name. He was from Brazil. Black belt. I already forget his name. That's so bad. <laughs> but you had another fight lined up, and that was your moneymaker. So right now, what's going on with Cage Sign? What, what, what's, you know, the big dog? Mike, Mike right? Uh, Oliver. Mike Polivere. Mike, Mike, Mike Polivere, right? Yes, sir. What's going so on with it, all this? It, so it's funny. A lot of people don't know because I hadn't announced it yet. I was actually supposed to have a second fight in Australia in May. I already had it booked. And that fight got canceled. Oh, so this was an exclusive, an announcement, and then it got canceled real quick. It All yeah. that happened real quick. So I was supposed to fight on April 4th at Cage Titans. And then a month and a half later, I was supposed to fight in May in Australia against Alex Borges. He recently just got cut from the UFC, 7-1. Uh, so I was going to do those back to back. Do you know why he got uh, cut? That's kind of weird. He failed the drug test. He okay, there you go. There you go. Which is risky for you to face somebody that did. Joe, you got balls, bro. Every every listen, guys. Every fight I've gone. How many fights have I gone? I've been to a lot of your fights, Joe. Live. So many. You know what I mean? And, and, and just I'm always seeing you match yourself up with guys that are above and beyond. Even when you went on that season, Ultimate Fighter, the on everyone was unfeated. And I remember you even saying in front of the camera, like, I don't know where everyone's at. Like, you know what I mean? And, dude, you you won the season. You, you made it to the <laughs> finale. Like, you're always pushing yourself. And I think that's really smart. But you know just as well as I do, there's a lot of fighters in our area that won't, that don't have, I don't want to say it because I'm not a fighter, so they might get mad at me. But you you put a lot more marbles on the table, you know, what if that makes sense. Which... Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just one of those things where, and I mean, you can look back at my entire career. Uh Every risk that you take has a bigger reward. I mean, honestly, there was people at my gym, and not like out of hate, but like out of con like genuine con genuine concern. We're like, you know, maybe you should take a couple more fights. You shouldn't go on top. You know, 
get a little bit better and i was like no oh. i was like how many how many opportunities do you get like so happy guys, you decided like, against that yeah like maybe i'm only because the couple guys were like you know this we're looking we're literally we all went on topology we we're looking at lightweights and we didn't know what weight i was going to do lightweight or welterweight so we're looking at guys all over the world this guy's 28 you know this guy's 13 you know and they're like you're only six you know and i'm like yeah, what if I lose my next one? Then I'm only six and one. I was like, so I might as well just go for it now. And if I'm going to lose, I might as well be in the Ultimate Fighter. And obviously, it turned out well. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I have the record for the quickest, you know, submission finish. <laughs> like, so it's like you want those big results. You got to take big risks. And I mean, that's honestly what I've been doing. I mean, even my last loss against Juan Owens, he's a phenomenal fighter. Uh, he had the style to beat me. You know, he didn't really hurt me, but he had a perfect game plan. His record's not as good as he oh. is. So you know, that was another risk. Like. He's just so much better than his record, and that's, like, it stings even more that, like, people are going to look back at that fight and be like, well, you lost to that guy. And I'm going to be like, well, I could think of 10 guys off the top of my head. He, he was beat, big, man. Show up I believe I was there for that fight, and he was ripped, bro. And you had a, a point where you almost got the, if it's the same fight I'm thinking of, you almost got the submission on him, I think, at the end of the third or at the end of the second. And, dude, I, like, a media member, you're not supposed to, like, root for people. But I was like, come on. And you were right in front of me, and I was, I, dude, I was losing it, man. Like, dude. It was like the end of the third, and I sunk. It was actually, it's called a bunny choke. I learned it like a couple weeks before the fight. It's just one of those weird chokes you never go for. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, I'm going to lose this fight. Hail Mary. And I threw it up, and I could feel him freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God, I might actually get this. And then the Pat Barry thing, which I interviewed you and, and, and Pat. But now, you're on a two-fight win streak right now. You're setting all this up. What are the other fighters at your gym or other fighters that you know, you know, a.k.a. Uh, Luis Pena? I would say Luis. Luis Pena, you know, have you talked to him? What, what's he going through right now? How is he training? What's the word? What's, what's going on in the energy world of fighters that are thirsty right now? So I know that, you know, DC has a little bit set up in his garage in his house. You know, he's getting that working. Um, Luis is down at ATT. I don't know what his training situation is now. Um, I was actually on the phone with him the other day. You know, we just shoot the shit, making sure we're okay. Everybody we're around's okay. Uh, he's doing good. You know, a couple of my teammates, you know, they're not as fortunate as I am. I just moved into this house. Uh, me and my dad rent a house that happens to have a garage, and that's where I've been kind of building my mini gym. You know, not everybody's as fortunate. Um, so some guys, you know, just doing bodyweight exercises, push-ups, crunches, sprints. Um, and it's tough for everybody, man. I mean, I don't think many guys locally have the setup that I do, and I'm blessed to have it. Uh, it was a pain in the ass to find all the equipment. But, you know, it's tough. And I think that that's really what nobody's thinking about. Because I think everybody's like, oh, in May they might allow fights. Well, that's cool, but if everybody's fat and out of shape, going to take another month to get in fight shape it's so interesting it's so interesting to see like what's going to come of all this are you inviting fighters over to your house to train with or are you doing it all alone so i'm doing it all alone for this if it was just me everybody would be welcome i wouldn't even care but my dad is an older guy you know so he's at a perfect age for all this so i don't want anybody really in my house yeah uh, so it's just it's just been me in the garage uh mike Danella lives down the street so he'll mikey come d. Up every once in a while mikey d and talia yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he lives right down the street from me, so he'll come over every once in a while. You know, we're always together, so it's like I'm not – so, like, we're quarantined, but I see him so much, it's like we're, we're straight being together. So, like, you know, sometimes we'll roll, hold pads for each other. Um, I'm waiting for a couple more pieces of equipment to get mailed in, and then, you know, the garage will be all done. Good people right there, Mike, Mikey D'Italia. And they got kids right now, which got to be difficult for them as well. But he's co he comes out with the funniest content. He's always wearing the hat, always just <laughs> screaming at the camera. I, I love Mike. 
and uh, his girl Talia. And we know that you guys are really close. So that, that's a good thing that's going on right there because I, I just dying to see Mike get back in there. Is he trying to or is he just kind of on the uh, outskirts still? I, I don't know. Because I know he hates to. the world. I, th I think the itch is always there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's training, man. I mean, in, especially now that we've got this set up in my garage, it's a lot easier for him when things do get back to normal because I can go to South Shore and train when I'm not working. But, you know, he's working, and then he's got to go be a dad. So, but when everything's back to normal, it's going to be easy to go, okay, we're going to go to Joe's house. I'm going to go train in the garage. The kids can go play with the dogs, you know, so it's, it'll work out for him eventually. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll be back. We'll see. Joe, you know what you guys got to do? You got to round up a bunch of fighters and you got to fight them on the UFC 3 game or Fortnite or something. Get a bunch of guys together from the UFC or Cage Titans or Bell. You know what I mean? You guys should yeah. do that. Set up a tournament. You know, that would that would be pretty sick. Send donations and stuff. I've heard a couple people talking about doing a tournament. You know, honestly, when everything starts winding down and they start saying like a couple of you guys can get together. I was just thinking of having people over my garage be like, you guys want to spar and just <laughs> live stream it so people can watch some type of fight? Yeah, Joe, Joe versus the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that guy was such a dick, I wish. <laughs> So wait, hold on. Uh, let me let me ask you this other thing. The shoes, bro. I want to order. Are those custom or can I get a pair yeah. of those shoes? So they are custom. My man Dave Fretz solo shoes. He actually hit me up. Wait, and he was from Twitter. Yeah, he listens to my show. Dave Fretz made those. Yes, bro. He's probably watching right now, bro. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's my guy. So he hit me up and he was like, "Yo, I make custom shoes and I I have." One of your designs, I want to make you a fresh pair. I said, send me it. Let me know what it is. He sent me it, and I was like, dude, that's dope. Yeah. And, you know, he made a couple. He made my T-shirt design for snatching next uh, cash and checks. Um, he made the We Eatin' logo. You know, that'll be used probably on a shirt in the future. But he's, like, really cool to work with. And when I was, we were whipping up these logos, you know, I'm very nitpicky, little things to edit. And, you know, he stayed very calm with me. My OCD kicked in. He was straight with it, though. Uh, but, yeah, it's my guy. Yesterday when I was showing my girl uh, some of your videos, I just kept screaming, Grabbing that snack, uh, snatching next check, casting checks. I was just screaming the whole time. She's going nuts, babe. What, what do I say all the time? You're Italian, like she's just going nuts, bro. Everyone's going nuts. How are you and your girl doing, bro? Because you've been with uh, th this one for a, a while now, correct? Yeah, a couple of years. We're doing good. Um, so she's she's actually a school teacher, and so obviously oh, wow. she's been working from home. She's doing a lot of um, video chats with the kids, helping them out. And then she was picking up shifts at the restaurant by her house, but she stopped doing that. You know. My dad lives with me, her grandparents live with her, so it's just a lot safer having her just working from home. It's it's scary it's scary times so. Let me let me leave you with this before the last five minutes of this. Um Zabit man, would you still try to pick, take a fight with him? Because I thought Dude, that was a little I crazy. I want to fight him so bad. I want to fight him so bad. I I thought it was so crazy. Is 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 he friends with Habib, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I think so. I mean, I haven't heard anything from him. When I offered to fight him, I got a bunch of death threats in my Instagram. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then when I posted that I was in California training with Habib, I think, honestly, the same people plus some were like, oh, thank you. Like, get to work with the champ. Down, Down for the like, core. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you guys have just wanted to kill me. And now you're saying, good job training with the champ. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the biggest question, Joe, because I got a lot of questions. I'm sure you did. Where did you leave off with ammo? Uh, I think that maybe the last time all these rats were fighting. Dude, UFC at my house with a bunch of rats. But uh, Ammo Fight League, uh, Bill, I don't know if you want to talk, if, if it's legal, but where did that leave off uh, last time we spoke? Honestly, I've left it as 
fuck whoever did whatever dirty deed they did to get my fight pulled. Uh, it stings even more now that I'm sitting in the situation that the whole world's in of not fighting because put it this way, if that fight had happened the first time, I would have fought Keen I would have fought Keenan that night, fought somebody else the night I actually fought Keenan, then fought Roberto. I'd be on a three fight win streak by now, and maybe I would have got a last minute call up before this all happened. But you know, it's one of those things I don't hold on to it too much. I'm just I leave them over there, you guys stay over there, I'll stay over here and I'll do me. Because you keep getting this close. You get all these things set up, and it never works out perfect. And I said this the last three, four times we've done interviews. Your story is just so interesting every time. It's something that you can't write. And I love that you still just you get through a hard time. You're right back in the gym, like we said at the beginning of this interview, Joe. And I think that's very impressive. So what do you got lined up these next couple of weeks with Twitch? You said you're going to play Fortnite tonight. What can people do to, to uh, support you? You still got merch. Uh, what, what do you got going so on? So I got merch at JudaniumMMA.com. The t-shirts that were supposed to come out for my last fight haven't been produced yet. So if people want to go pre-order them, the snatching necks and cashing checks, you can still do that. Uh, Also, in the next coming weeks, I just created a Patreon account. So basically, what I'm working on is I'm going to have different subscriptions, a couple bucks a month, you know, $5, $10, $15, $20 a month. And they'll basically be packages. You get different things, different access to videos that I'll be posting, techniques. um, Like one pack, I think the highest tier package you get... 20% 20% off code for your whole order on my website. You get early access to my technique videos. You get to um, you get to join in a live Q&A with me, and you also get oh, to that's... ask for what technique I'll post next. So if I'm showing guillotines or whatever, and you say, hey, I want to learn arm bars, you're paying more than everybody else. So you can personally message me and say, hey, next time you do a video, make it arm bars, and I'll respond and say, all right, because you pay this much, next video will be arm bars. And you know, like, obviously... If you talk to somebody that you're you're following or a fighter that you scream at the TV when you're watching, just to have that one-on-one is, is so special to the the supporters, the fa- like it, it means a lot, you know. So I think that's really interesting. I think that's really smart that you're doing, and we're seeing a lot of fighters understand the power of social media, especially our generation. And right now, man, things are just so interesting. So I'll put that link down below in this interview for people that want to get on board with that. I definitely got to hit up Dave to get uh, some Skeletor shoes, man, because yeah, that's dude, just that's just on some other level. But, Joe, I want to thank you so much, man. And the last thing I want to say before we go, I hand the imaginary microphone over to you. If you got any sponsors, shout-outs, uh, where people can find you on social media, the floor is now all yours. So all social media, I keep it simple. Genetti MMA, two N's and two T's. That's where people always mess it up. Uh, yeah, I know. You mean, dude. <laughs> it's so bad. Two N's, two T's gets everybody. Um, You're you know, like me, bro. In, in first, second grade, they're pronouncing your name wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I, I, don't even, I don't even correct them at this point. They're like, is this how you say it? I'm like, you can say it however you want, but when you spell it is when it matters. Uh, I'm um, guilty of that too, though. Receptor CBD, you know, they always help me recover. Uh, my last fight camp where I actually did fight, I had a nagging shoulder injury. I was rubbing uh, CBD oil on it. Felt great on fight night. I just teamed up with Diamond MMA Cups. I'm waiting for my package Ooh. to come in. Hell yeah. yeah. Defense soap, just hooked it up. You know, the garage gym's got to stay clean and healthy. You know, all this shit going on. We don't want ringworm or any of that. So they've had my back. Uh, on its help literally me the <laughs> yeah literally literally has my back uh, on its on its company with all the supplements um and you know south shore sport fighting and aka i'll see you guys as soon as i can when everything's back to normal 
So uh, I want to thank you so much. Is that it? Or Twitch? That's it. Uh, Twitch, where people find Twitch, you on Twitch. Twitch is also Junetti MMA. Two N's and two T's. All right, there you go. Two N's, two T's. Like, like almost like a, a Snoop Dogg kind of a twist there. Joe, <laughs> you know what I like to do? Uh, just say, hey guys, it's Joe Junetti, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Hey guys, it's Joe Janetti, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. God bless, Joe. Stay safe. Ciao. You too. Have a good one. Later, Jojo. All right, guys. There you go. Jojo Janetti. Joining us once again. Stay safe, guys. I'm Evil Eddie. You know what it is. Without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles to the end. Leave yourselves.